Hello and welcome to this live broadcast from the Ottawa Business Journal. I'm Michael Curran. Today's show is themed how to gain a competitive edge in the fight for talent. We all know that great companies are built on great people and never more, never more so today, smart employers are looking for that competitive edge when it comes to attracting and retaining workers. Something that goes beyond the regular perks, maybe free snacks or branded swag. Experts suggest that company-sponsored retirement savings plans can connect with employees in a much more meaningful way. Let me share a few statistics with you. Uh, these from LifeWorks Financial Wellbeing Index. About 20 27% excuse me, of working Canadians spend everything they make uh, each time they're paid. So they're, spent, they're living quite literally paycheck to paycheck. Another 7% say they are spending more than they take in. And get this, parents are twice as likely to report spending more than their income on a regular basis. LifeWorks uh, calls this finding a significant cause for concern that says employers need to take an interest in their workers' financial health. Today's show is based on that idea. A company-sponsored retirement savings plan demonstrates that employees are employers are interested in the long-term financial well-being of their employees, leading to a deeper commitment to the company and an incentive to stay. In this broadcast, we're going to explore whether a retire company retirement savings plan could be one of the most effective HR strategies that employers can embrace. And if you think these plans are difficult and complex to uh, manage, think again. Uh, today's two guests have the expertise to implement a plan tailored to your company's needs. Let's uh, meet our two uh, founders right now. They are co-founders of an Ottawa-based companies that help uh, clients attract and retain the best people. Very strategic uh, advice for your company. The company also offers uh, services such as employee benefits, group retirements programs, that's what we're talking about today, and individual financial planning for your employees. Basically, they give you the competitive edge that you're looking for when it comes to uh, your recruitment strategies and retention. And they're both 40 under 40 recipients. Let's meet the two principals behind Meldrum, Horn, and Associates. Please welcome to the show, Jamie Meldrum and Michael Horn. Here they are. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, we'll just get you guys unmuted. There we go. Hello again, Jamie and Michael. Good afternoon. Nice to see you. Uh, listen, Jamie, we're going to start with you. This is the second event that we've done with Meldrum Horn. The first one was uh, focused on employee benefits, uh, but Meldrum Horn also has lots of experience when it comes to company retirement plans. Give us a, a sense of that uh, that experience, Jamie. Sure. So Meldrum Horn, Michael and I have both been uh, in the business for 21 years. Uh, we were both fortunate enough to be mentored by my father, who was in the business for 45 years. Um, we are business owners ourselves. Uh, we're certified financial planners, uh, chartered life underwriters, as well as certified employee benefit specialists. Uh, I believe that qualifies us to uh, advise business owners, their executives, as well as all of their employees with all things financial. Uh, we work with approximately 300 corporate clients here in Ottawa, um, ranging anywhere from five employees all the way up to 5,000. We don't have all of the answers, but we do have an incredible network of people and we can find them for you. And that's a, a great accumulation of clients and knowledge, everything that's been built up over the years. Uh, listen, we're going to get down to uh, three topics in the show. We've divided it as we often do. 
the first topic is going to be why people watching or listening today should consider a company retirement plan. So it's the why. The number two is getting a little bit into the details, understanding group RRSPs, which is a good option. But there's another option. And in topic three, we're going to talk about that one. And that, that is understanding defined contribution uh, pensions. And uh, let's get right into our first topic. Michael, you're going to help us kick this one off. Uh, with all these uh, HR-related issues coming to a peak, Michael, and that's never uh, more so uh, true than in the pandemic, why do you think, Michael, that uh, someone watching or listening today should consider a company retirement uh, savings plan? Well, thanks, Michael. I think as far as uh, a company-sponsored retirement plan, really, first and foremost, this should be used as an attraction retention tool. So what we're looking to do, we know it's a competitive market out there. Uh, there's a talent shortage. We know that from some of the studies we've read, one in three employees are actively looking to change employers. So I think by having a plan like this, it's really important. And if I'm an employee looking to change jobs, maybe I'm looking for another employer with similar pay, similar benefits, same work-life balance, same culture. One company is offering a retirement plan, one isn't. I think that might weigh into some of my decision-making as far as where I would land. When we think of a corporate retirement plan, by having that in place, you're really establishing a policy on retirement. And from an employee standpoint, you're really looking at this from a long-term view. They're seeing it, you know what, my employer's got a retirement plan, they're here for the long term and they care about my financial future. So that is very important. And also from a recognition standpoint, you can reward people based on loyalty and years of service. So a lot of times we'll see a retirement plan that might have a matching formula where maybe they might say for your first one to three years, we're going to match 3% of your salary. And then for people that work beyond that, maybe that match goes up to 5%. So really, the employee, the employer can get strategic really around the remuneration and really reward those long tenured employees. Those are some great whys to, to kick us off. Uh, um, we're going to flip the coin a little bit, Michael. And so that was the employer perspective. Let's take a look at this from the employee perspective. So why might, why might they want their company to have a retirement savings plan? Yeah, so if, if I'm an employee, really the importance of investing in savings is top of mind. I think the pandemic has shown us that uh, there's no guarantees in life. And the question Jamie and I get asked all the time is, how much money do I need to retire? So a, a simple answer, if someone said, you know what, Michael, I need $30,000 a year of income, we can tell them that they're probably going to need around $600,000 of savings to drive out that income stream. So for a lot of people, that might be a bit daunting. Uh, so why not offer a company-sponsored retirement plan where you can make it easy for that employee to invest via payroll deductions? So they're investing right off their paycheck with pre-tax money. They're getting the benefit of dollar cost averaging. So they're making regular contributions. They're not trying to time the market. And then by doing it as a group, you're getting the benefit of economies of scale. So what I mean by that from a pricing perspective, all investments have a, an expense management fee or a charge to manage that money. Well, by doing it as a group, 
you're pooling all of those assets together and you're, you're getting wholesale pricing versus retail pricing from an expense standpoint, which means the employee gets to keep more in their pocket. Uh, and Michael, Michael, there might be people watching here today, a company owner, an HR director that are saying, listen, this makes uh, complete sense to me, uh, gentlemen, but I'm way too busy to you know, tackle a big, complex project like this. Uh, how would you respond to, uh, to that, Michael? Well, I think the employer-sponsored plan, it's probably been a lot on the mind of a lot of employers for many years. And I think in the last few years, it's kind of come to the forefront from a total compensation standpoint, employers know that benefits are table stakes, group retirement plan is moving its way up the ladder. So really when we engage to work with someone, that whole daunting piece, we're here to dispel that myth. It's it's not hard. You work partner with a firm like ours. It's the, the process is very easy. And really we start by asking questions around what type of plan is appropriate for you? And really for a small mid-sized employer, it's, there's two choices, a group RSP plan or a defined contribution plan, which Jamie's gonna explain in a minute. But really once we identify that platform for the, what's appropriate for the company, we'll do a full tender search and we go out and evaluate all the companies that provide this service. And we'll look at their product, the pricing, the service, technology and support once we have a recommendation, really the next step is to launch it out to the staff. So from a company perspective, what an exciting time to share that message that, hey, listen, great news. By working for your company, your employer's gonna match 5% of your earnings into a retirement vehicle. So great news, you're increasing the total compensation. Now the next piece is really important. And I think if you remember anything from today, it's the education piece. So a lot of employees, Jamie and I get the question when we sit down and meet with individuals, okay, this is great. I'm excited about the plan, but I don't know anything about investing. Just tell me where to go. So when, when we hear that, that's scary. So part of our job, and if you're working with a firm like ours, having that education piece, we wanna make sure that the employees are comfortable where they're investing. And pre-pandemic, Jamie and I used to set up 15 minutes of company time where we'd actually set up at an employer's office for a day or two and make our team available for 15 minutes of company time for each employee where they can ask those questions in a comfortable environment and, and not be discouraged over investing. So the goal here is really to raise awareness, improve the education, and make this a better platform for them so that they're prepared when they do retire. I can, that's, first of all, that's great personal one-on-one -on -one service that I think employees would appreciate. Um, the larger point, uh, Michael, is that I, you know, I think a little bit, we have to recognize that we're in Ottawa with lots of public servants and that. So, you know, this does make sense uh, to introduce this type of plan. And we are always competing in the private sector, but once in a while you see those uh, private sector employees shift over to the public sector. So it, it kind of answers that question a little bit. So, but that was a great start, Michael. Thank you for doing such a great job at providing the why now we're gonna to switch to topic number two, and Jamie is gonna start getting into a few of the details around the various options um, uh, that are available to employers. Before we get into that, Jamie's gonna kind of 
set the high level definitions uh, right between like a group RRSP and uh, a, a pension plan option. So take it away on that one, Jamie, to, to set the high level definitions in this. Sure, thank you, Michael. So I just wanted to make clear that um, when we talk about pension, there are two different types of pension programs. One is known as a defined benefit pension plan, which is we don't know as an employer what the actual cost of the benefit will be. Um, you have a defined benefit that an employee would receive at retirement that's typically based on years of service. This is the type of program that you would see with the federal government. It has a massive liability to organizations. And so when we're referring to pension, it will not be the defined benefit pension plan. What we are talking about is a defined contribution pension plan, where the amount of money that the employer pays and the amount of money that the employee pays is defined. The benefit at retirement is the unknown variable. Um, so there's defined contribution pensions, and then there is also group RSPs. Group RSPs are more flexible. There's no withdrawal um, restrictions. It's the most common among small businesses at the moment. But I want to leave you with it. We, we want to start off by thinking, when you think about a defined contribution pension, think legacy. And I'll give you an example. I have a very close friend of mine who, at the age of 28, worked for an organization with a defined contribution pension plan. Two years later, unfortunately, he was laid off. And he came to me and he said, I'm very upset. All I have to my from, from the two years that I worked for this employer is $10,000 saved in a defined contribution pension plan, but I cannot access this money. If he could access the money, he would have spent, he would have received $7,000 after tax, and he would have spent that money on incidentals and immediate expenses that he had at the age of 30. But because his employer implemented a defined contribution pension plan and that money was locked in, that $10,000 will grow to be worth approximately $100,000 by the time he's 65, which would generate an income of about $5,000 a year for the rest of his life. And it all came from the two years that he worked at that one, one corporation. That's a neat story. And it's like it's uh, imposing some discipline, right, to, uh, uh, of saving. Just, you know, tuck it away and leave it be and, and let, uh, uh, let the interest and, and the markets grow on that. So, Jamie, we're going to get into group uh, RSPs. So that is, as you indicated just a second ago, when you were differentiated between group RSPs and pension plans, uh, one of the first things many employers might want to consider. So let's get into the details on group RSPs. Tell us about uh, the pluses. What is it? Uh, define it for us. Sure. So on the surface, a group RSP is exactly like an individual RSP, but offered through your employer. Um, the word group RSP is actually industry jargon because there's nothing group about this, uh, this RSP other than we're taking a large group of people and using that to negotiate a wholesale cost of investing rather than retail that each individual would be spending on their own. Other than that, the group RSP is still a tr uh, in trust account for each individual and that individual owns and controls the money. So both an employer and an employee will pay the defined amount of money into the program every year. Um, the employee has 100% choice in terms of how that money is invested within the program. Um, and also when an employee leaves an organization, because they own and control this money, there are no restrictions to what they do with it. So they can transfer that money to any financial institution in Canada. They could cash it out, which would be a bad idea, but they do have that option. 
Um, and some of the features for this would be tax deductibility of the contributions, as well as tax deferred growth within the group RSP. As so Michael, go, sorry, go ahead. As yeah, Michael go. mentioned, there's tax deduction at source. What typically happens within an RSP is people contribute um, and then they receive a refund a year later from, from the government. The only reason you receive a refund is that you've overpaid in taxes. So a, a group RSP allows for that coordination at source so that an individual is not overpaying their taxes. They're actually maximizing the amount of money that they have working for them in their retirement immediately. So this is, uh, as you we indicated, group RSPs, one option. We're going to talk about pensions in just a few seconds. So we're going to now ask you, Jamie, to take a look at the advantages and disadvantages of a group RSP and start with the advantages. Sure. So uh, the advantages of a group RSP, they're not subject to pension legislation. So a, a plan can be tailored to suit any employer's needs. There's less administration, less compliance. Um, as I mentioned, it's fully uh, portable to employees. You can also have spousal RSPs for in, you know, couples that are doing retirement planning together and want to minimize taxes. And also a big one is a group RSP allows for, for employees to withdraw money for the purpose of purchasing a first-time home or going back to school. So this can be a very, this can be an incentive and this allows employers to contribute and to help employees work towards their first home, for example. Very neat. I mean, think about how important that might be to millennials, you know, looking for that first home purchase and your company's playing a, a role in that. So there, there are some disadvantages. It's like everything in life, right, Jamie? There's some pros and cons. So tell us uh, some of the disadvantages of group RRSPs. Sure. So, the, I mean, the main disadvantage is that an employer cannot guarantee that this money is going to be used for retirement. Because the, it's not governed under pension legislation, there's no lock-in rules. An employer may contribute to an RSP, and then when an employee leaves, it's, it's their choice what to do with the money. Um, also, you know, um, one thing from a tax perspective, Inside a group RSP, when you're when you're contributing to someone's RSP, that's essentially increasing their taxable income, which does attract payroll taxes. So it's a very small amount, but something to be considered when when uh, considering the different options. Yeah, you know what what I heard there too is that you know the freedom that comes from an employee perspective with group RSPs can cut both ways, right? Freedom to pick you know where you want to invest your money, but also freedom to move the money out, you know. Um, and maybe not use it uh, specifically for retirement savings as the company might have wanted. So this seems like a, a great time, uh, Jamie, to shift to our, our third topic, our third topic. So we just looked at group RSPs, we looked at the pros and cons and defined it a little bit. Now we're gonna go back and it relates to the story you told us just a few minutes ago, Jamie, on pension plans. So we're gonna talk about uh, pension plans. And I think you already said this, when, when a lot of employers think pension plans, they might be thinking, you know, uh, kind of an old, older, fa old fashioned view of a pension plan, more the defined uh, benefit, which I think are being offered much, uh, uh, much less today. So get into um, talking to us about a defined contribution registered pension plan, as they're called. Sure. So a defined contribution pension plan operates almost identically to a group RSP. So the same platform uh, everything more or less looks the same with the exception of reporting and the rules that govern the money. So both employers and employees are still contributing a defined amount of money. Let's say it's 5% uh, 
employer puts 5% in, employee matches. Um, and then when you leave your company, the big difference is that the money is locked in, which means that an employer, an employee has no access to this money. They still own and control it. They still would move that money to what's known as a locked in retirement account. And that money will continue to be invested and grow. And it can be with any financial institution of their choosing, but it remains invested until the person reaches the age of 55 or retires. Okay. And those are some of the, the advantages. Uh, anything else you wanted to add there, Jamie, on the advantage side? Well, from an advantage, um, from an employer's perspective, you uh, cannot cash out this money. So you are truly putting together a pension plan or retirement program to ensure that your employees are actually taken care of in retirement. Um, so, you know, we have seen situations where, you know, an employer will have will, will not have a plan in place. They may have someone work for them for 30 years or longer. And then it's it's discovered uh, when this individual reach, reaches retirement age that they have no money saved. You know, part of an, a benefit program, including a pension plan, is to, you know, address the needs of individuals. And so the retirement program is it's a failure if you have re people reaching retirement with no money. Um, so financial wellness and financial security are top of mind. It's very, very important. As you mentioned, um, one in three Canadians are spending 100% of their paycheck. That is a very scary reality. And the government has made many attempts to try to get people to save for their retirement. I would argue that most of them have yet to work. And so I think that by offering a program like this, you're raising awareness, educating employees, and you're putting them in a better position to succeed. For sure. Uh, you know, it is it is making sure that money gets used for the purpose to which it was intended. Um, how about a few disadvantages to uh, a pension plan? So you're making us understand that this is achievable. There's some, there's some advantages here, but there's probably a few disadvantages like anything. Of course, there, there is because it is pension. It's governed under pension legislation. There is, you know, there are annual requirements for filing reporting, um, depending on the size of the plan, there's also financial audits. Um, so this, you know, that legislation is, um, can be can be a nuisance, it's restrictive. And uh, employees sometimes see the fact that their money's locked in as being a nuisance. So yeah. it really, that's why I mentioned it really comes back to the legacy component. If choosing one or the other between group and group RSP and defined contribution, what is the goal um, of the employer? And do we want to make sure that people are truly taken care of with that legacy or are we helping people today? Okay, that's great. So that's uh, such a good job, Jamie. Thanks for walking us through our third topic on pensions. Uh, we we uh, are soliciting questions right now on any of the, um, the social media platforms. Reminder, if you're on YouTube and you want to comment, you need to be uh, logged into your Google account to do so. Uh, but Michael, maybe I'll uh, throw a couple of questions at you here. So what if so, what if an employer thinks they don't have enough money? <clears throat> so give us a sense. Let's say it's a, a 10 person company, Michael, just to keep the numbers simple. And someone's like, I really do understand, uh, Jamie and Michael, why this could create a deeper connection with employers. 
uh, and and maybe they're understanding that you guys can handle some of the process. But what about that many question? What would an employer for a small group of people like that need to to kick off? How would you answer that question, Michael? Yeah, so it's it's very straightforward. So getting started, <clears throat> really, a, a retirement plan is a function of payroll. So if if you have a hundred thousand dollar payroll in your company and you want to start a three percent match, it's three percent of the hundred thousand. That would be the employer's contribution. Now, similar to any group benefit, uh, paid benefit by your employer, it is a tax deductible expense to the company. So again, it is a good use of total compensation dollars. And then for that employer that that really isn't there yet, they don't have the budget set uh, to actually allocate a match, you could set up a voluntary plan. So you're, you're merely offering the vehicle for your staff to invest via payroll deductions, as Jamie mentioned, but they're just not going to get that match. What they will benefit from is that economies of scale and wholesale pricing by grouping all of the staff together. So there still definitely is an advantage to doing that. Oh, that's a, so that's an interesting point. And you, you made it before when we were talking about some of the advantages, but it's a lower fees, better service. And you threw out the number uh, 3%. Is is that kind of where Meldrum Horde would generally recommend that employers consider if they're looking at, at either the pension side of the group RSP? Is 3% a good number to consider off the top, Michael? Yeah, I, I think uh, as you're well aware, we we live and work in a in a federal government town. So it's no secret that the pension plan is the gold standard that's offered by the federal government. So as a result of that, companies that are looking at, at structuring a program, really they're starting around three to 5% uh, as a contribution match uh, is, is really where a good starting point would be. Jamie, I, I wanna ask you a question. It, it seems uh, from my perspective, and I saw a comment, um, that it, you know, if we go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was commonplace you know, for, for large employers, especially to have pension plans. And then there was almost a sense over the last few decades that, well, that's not an employer's responsibility, right? I don't need to get involved besides paying someone an income uh, in their retirement savings plan. So if, if there's someone watching or listening today and said, you know, that's that's a little bit, uh, maybe they have some outdated thinking on it. What would you say, Jamie, to someone saying, I, I, don't, I don't have to get in, involved in the retirement uh, savings of my employees? You would respond how to that? Well, I think the, the we've had a discussion about the flexibility for benefits in the past. Um, employers are in a fight for talent, trying to attract and retain quality people. Uh, so really, it's a matter of addressing the individual unique needs of people. And I think that um, retirement savings helps people or secure people's financial uh, lives. And I think that's very important. Well, and, and the story, I guess you told, right, is um, that employers... Uh, if they're looking out for the the total financial well-being of their employees, this this is a this is a very real tool to to address that, right? Absolutely. I, I would think that most employees would be communicating or having discussions with their friends and other colleagues about their retirement plans. Uh, and, and maybe another question, a point that I saw is this doesn't mean, so let's take a, it, whether it's the uh, pension option or the group RSP option, this doesn't mean that an individual employee can't uh, invest on their own, of course, right? This is just, this is what the company can do. And, and, and right, Jamie, there, you still have the flexibility to do both those, those options. 
Absolutely. So within a, within an RSP, each individual has 18% of the year prior in contribution room. Most people do not come close to that number. So certainly you can have as many RSPs as you'd like. So uh, most employees would have an outside investment outside investment alongside a company pension plan. I'll go to you, Michael, uh, in a second, and, and we might start wrapping up. But Jamie, I, I want to stick with you. So if you were to, um, you guys have worked in this industry for a long time, if you were to think of uh, Ottawa's, you know, small and medium sized enterprise sector, um, are you seeing, uh, I mean, it might be a little arbitrary to ask for a percentage of companies that have retirement uh, savings plans, but is this, it, what would you say to that? Are you bumping into companies on a f- frequent basis or is it infrequent to see companies that have a retirement savings plan these days? I would say that um, prior to the pandemic, we probably had maybe 50% of the people that the organizations we worked with had pension plans. Since the pandemic, employers are looking for more and more that they can what they can do to support their employees. I would say the conversation is more often than not about a company group RSP or pension plan at this point. Okay. So that's interesting that you know we've been through the pandemic. It was an outright crisis in the beginning. Uh, and in in most cases, employees really stepped up and helped you know save these companies, stay committed to them. I kept going to work. And and I think what you're saying there, Jamie, is companies are looking right now as the pandemic hopefully is on the decline, uh, looking to reward that and and having a, a more meaningful relationship with their employees. Is that fair to say, Jamie? I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, listen, Michael, as we're wrapping up here, um, again, I want to just walk, have you walk us through a little bit. So let's say there's someone uh, watching or listening today and they're like, this is a good idea. Uh, help us identify the next steps, Michael, that someone might take, uh, hopefully with a company like Meldrum and Horn, given all your experience, but what would the next steps look like? Yeah, really the next step is to reach out to a firm like ours and uh, and sit down and have an open conversation. <clears throat> really, you want to identify what the goal is. And I think Jamie uh, mentioned this earlier. It's really there's two roads to go down. One's got a little more flexibility, more, more uh, openness. And, and I think what we're seeing now is a lot of employers that have a younger population, the saving for a home or their first time home is very important. So automatically, if you want that option in your plan, having that home buyer's plan accessed and having the company help contribute towards that, I think is paramount. So the, the group RSP is, is for that that set and then really for the the industry or skill set maybe they're pulling people from a larger organization that might most of their staff had a pension plan Uh, i'll use our company as an example all of our staff came from a large employer with a pension plan so we mandatory had to have a pension plan It, it wasn't up for discussion so really i think that's the starting point and then you can really get granular on it. We have some companies that know right now there's a tipping point where maybe at year two is when employees start looking around, they start leaving the organization. Well, why not get strategic with your plan and you can structure a retirement plan that kind of addresses some of those issues. 
That's really interesting one, Michael. So you're saying, uh, you know, if if an employee if employees are typically getting the itch to consider working elsewhere, let's say it's two years, three years, whatever, you could plan the entry into some sort of group, uh, some sort of um, company retirement plan uh, to coincide with that to to reduce the likelihood of uh, uh, of a departing employee. Yes, I, uh, the the war for talent is fierce right now. So I think uh, what was traditional in how you viewed an employee, how long you had them, as you know, in a small mid-sized employer, if you lose a couple of key people, uh, those gaps can be significant. So why not take that opportunity to address some of those? We know people are leaving every day to go work for the pension at the federal government. Why not address that and and have a program and a plan for that? And just to put people's mind at ease again, you know, there always is some complexity around these issues, but it just starts with a meeting and you'll help them go down path one or, you know, plan A or plan B. And I think Meldrum Horn carries this right through to not only making all those company decisions, but even announcing it, as you said, to employees and then meeting with them. Is that correct, Michael? That's correct. So, so really, from an employer standpoint, they're they're kind of hands off. We do everything from the setup, the onboarding. The onboarding has made uh, leaps and bounds as far as ease of administration. Everything's done digitally now. So, recognizing all the workforce is remote. So, onboarding and setting up a plan like this is seamless. The employer doesn't have to be an expert in this. Our job is really to make it easy, get the communication out there. And then also from a fiduciary and compliance standpoint, uh, we take on that responsibility for the employer. Well, that's excellent. That's excellent. So listen, we set out at the beginning of the show to to give people a competitive edge, you know, in uh, in attracting and retaining talent. I think this makes a heck of a lot of sense. So let's uh, bring up a, our contact slide. So if someone is watching or listening here today and they want to contact you guys, just walk us through some of that details uh, there, Michael, on screen. Yeah, so if you want to reach out to us, uh, best way is info at meldrumhorn.com. Uh, you can go check out our website. And and really, we, we try and post timely comments. So give us a follow on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, check us out on Instagram. And, and really, the, the message here, Michael, from today is there's, there's uh, a lot of options uh, from a total comp standpoint. The group retirement does play in a big role into that. And, and the message is this is not complex. It's not a big project. And a firm like ours can help with that. And, and really, there's been no better time uh, than now to shore up your total compensation through a vehicle like this. Very well said. And I, you know, I just need to point out, we've said it before, one of the neat things with Meldrum Horn is this is a locally headquartered company that's dealing with local companies every day. So they know, you know, what the compensation benefits and retirement savings plan is. So, you know, there's a real advantage to working with you guys. Thank you very much, uh, Jamie. Thank you very much, Mel uh, Michael, for joining us today. You did a great job. We'll see you soon. Great. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Uh, to our audience, thank you very much for being here today. If you're watching on YouTube, a reminder to follow the Ottawa Business Journal channel. We have an ever-growing number of YouTube subscribers. You can also like this video 
and hit the little bell icon if you want a reminder when we are uh, posting new content. Uh, this live broadcast in the next few hours will become a video on demand on YouTube. So if you know someone in your company that needs to see this, maybe it's the CEO, maybe it's the director of HR or anyone else, you can go to the Ottawa Business Journal YouTube account and share that. So that's all the time we have for today on behalf of all my colleagues at the Ottawa Business Journal. Thank you for watching. Please stay connected and stay safe. See you soon. Bye-bye.